0: Welcome to Pod Sing Say, an Avatar The Last Airbender podcast where every week we watch and discuss episodes of Avatar The Last Airbender. I'm your host, Jen, joined by my co-hosts, Steph, Abby, and Nicole. Today, we'll be discussing book three, chapter eight, The Puppet Master. From the Avatar Wiki, the gang visits a creepy village where many mysterious disappearances have occurred. They befriend an old innkeeper named Hama, who reveals that she is a waterbender from the Southern Water Tribe. She becomes Katara's mentor and shares with her the tragic story of her life as a prisoner of the Fire Nation. Katara discovers Hama is kidnapping civilians with a dark ability, bloodbending, to enact her revenge. The resulting battle forces Katara to use the technique against Hama to save her friends. Hama, being taken away in cuffs, is pleased because she feels she has passed on her dark legacy to a new generation. Ugh. I mean, I love Hama. Like... (laughs) Hama was right, is how I felt <laughs> <laughs> about this. Hashtag justice oh for Hama.
1: Like God. I'm dead. <laughs> I know, like, oh. you know, an eye
0: for an eye makes the whole world blind, but, like, does it, though? Have we learned anything about how justice is actually, you know, just not actually equally distributed in the world? That I'm like, nope, Hama was mistreated, this was awful, and I hated the ending of this episode.
2: Yeah, I hated yeah. that she ended up back, like, in jail. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, locked up again.
0: Like Bullshit. Right.
2: I'll say, you shouldn't go after innocent innocent townspeople, I I guess, (laughs) but in in my opinion, (laughs) I suppose, (laughs) you shouldn't go after, like, the innocent, like, obviously, you know, technically, they're, like, Fire Nation, so, Mm -hmm. you know, but they don't have an... like as individuals they don't have an impact on what their government is doing like if she had gone like vigilante and like was going after like the military or like like, actual officials noble people then i'd be like ten thousand percent on her side i mean i I also agree that i'm like this narrative that they made it makes me like a little salty where i'm like Mm -hmm. she deserved better yeah you know i
0: feel like that's it's like definitely like somewhere in between obviously Mm -hmm. but like Mm-hmm. in general it, it's still like it, yeah it left me like really sad and upset
1: yeah yeah it was seemed like a similar narrative to what was happening with jet too. yeah it's like oh yeah like we're gonna we're gonna destroy the town because like fire nation like fuck you mm-hmm. type of situation mm-hmm. and then you know katara's again confronted with this type of duality of moral gray spots yeah. And then she actually ended up bloodbending, so yeah. I feel like that must have been so chaotic for her. Mm.
2: That's really interesting because when you make the parallel with Jet, both times Katara like trusted and was like under the wing of the person and then both times Sokka was like immediately suspicious. Right.
3: Sokka's instincts. <laughs> Sokka's is disrespected again. Like what the I fuck? Had, I wrote that down in my notes. I was like the return of Sokka's instincts.
2: <laughs> he just knew. Yeah, he did. I mean, she was immediately creepy from, like, the first second. Like, they were not holding back on that at all. Like, they were just yeah. from, like, it was obvious from the beginning, like, you're not supposed to trust this old lady. Right.
1: I thought, stranger danger, don't talk to this person who randomly shows up in the woods.
0: <laughs> yeah, Like, yeah. why would you do that? Like here's a story from our tribe, somewhere that like would definitely implicate us if someone overheard us. I mean, these idiots.
3: Mm-hmm. I will say, these idiots. This episode, were not very careful about their identities at yeah. all. They're no, talking no. about being the avatar in the middle of the marketplace. They somehow moved Appa into some sort of like barn or something in the middle of this Fire Nation town. <laughs> just...
1: I didn't think about that. I was thinking about the little cabbage.
2: <laughs> oh my god, the <laughs> cabbage.
3: <laughs> I wrote that down too It's like what the fuck Really oh. I literally wrote you're such a
0: bitch Momo you too
2: I wrote
3: Momo just took like that whole ass Cabbage LMAO Appa like chose to spit it out and give the entire Thing to Momo too I was like he knew it wasn't I I know
1: also, how did Appa not entirely swallow that thing whole? Like he just like had it linger on his mouth and then like spit it out. Yeah. I just don't get it. I think
2: it. he knew it wasn't <laughs> enough to sustain him, so he was like, fuck this cabbage.
1: What's the point? But it's never <laughs> enough to sustain it's... him and fed him a fucking apple yeah, one day. No. Like what the fuck? <laughs>
0: Oh my god! Yeah, that the fact that Momo like dog trained him to be like drop it, and he just spat it out like no questions. Like, oh he my didn't, it's god. Not like he looked at Momo like just bitch, and then swallowed it. You know, it's just like that's right. I am gonna eat my single pee on my plate, and like I, I completely
1: <laughs> derailed anything anyone was gonna say. It's <laughs>
0: completely fine. This was a huge thing. I knew this. Every was a huge single thing for one all of us <laughs> wrote
3: that down in our notes about the caveat. <laughs> yeah. I'm <for> sure. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Honestly, that was, like, the most controversial thing in this episode, if I'm being (laughs) honest. (laughs) Feed Appa. Hashtag feed (laughs) Appa. Yeah, I get they're not gonna... I don't know, but it's like, you're already... Just show him holding a bunch, at least. I don't fucking know.
2: Yeah. Or, like, there was all hay and shit. Like, at least show him, like, scoop some out for Appa or something. Like, this poor boy is starving.
1: They were shopping for a feast anyway. Yeah. Think about it, Aang. Come on. (sighs) Inconsiderate.
0: No. Just, like the worst they
3: could have even made it no I'm just like they could have even made it a continuation (laughs) of the joke about Aang hating water tribe food where he could have like been feeding Appa and been like at least one of us is eating tonight buddy (laughs) like
0: oh my god true oh
3: man so
2: (laughs) (laughs) no it's true they were like not being subtle about their identities at all and I'm also just like at the end of the episode Toph broke down the metal door and then undid everyone's handcuffs I'm like how did she explain that? Did
3: she explain that? Well, she ran around the side and then she was sticking like a key in the lock and I assumed that she was just kind of like metal bending her key but she could have like made them Um, think that it was like she picked up the keys from somewhere I also
0: assume it was like probably the same key. I'm like how many keys like and locks does, how how did Hama even get all of this equipment to set up this prison? (laughs) That's a good question. (laughs) She's been
3: doing it for years. How did she set up this dungeon? She had One of the first people she had, she had walk over to her she had them carry a bunch of metal it was the black sneaker, so. and she had yeah. them carry a bunch of stuff for her oh does God. anyone
1: know anything also about full moon cycles like how often does a full moon occur uh, like about once one- okay. okay so there were like what like 10 people in there well some now? of them must
2: have died <gasps> well how long has she been doing it
0: <laughs> how long indeed
2: <laughs> sorry to- sorry to get really dark when that I- when she broke out of the jail she still had dark hair She was still relatively young, which, okay, not to talk about something else, but I'm just going to mention it so maybe we could talk about it later. Was everybody else in that Fire Nation prison already dead?
3: Like, she didn't free a single other person? Was she the last one? I wondered
1: about that, too.
3: I I was actually surprised because I had a false memory of her being like, no, I didn't save them because they had to figure it out themselves or something. Like, if they didn't, you know
0: harsh nicole's inner mind yeah
3: (laughs) i know then i watched the episode and i was surprised when that scene didn't happen and i was like oh i made that up
0: (laughs) i also clocked oh like where was she the only one that had survived or did she just leave without them or you know and i i I, it didn't detract from the episode
2: but it makes you like think for a second
0: yeah Yeah. because i was just like did they all, all the other water tribe members die And then at the same time, it also kind of leaned into her character a little bit where it's just like Hama is very willing to, you know, like betray anybody to protect herself where it's like Mm -hmm. she immediate, you know, she like befriends, you know, the one water tribe member that she's seen in like years and years probably. And then the instant like they, you know, they kind of have like an issue, she like betrays her right away. And it like. You know, she's only loyal to herself. And, like, I don't blame her with all of the trauma and tragedy. Um, mm-hmm. at the same time it's like it's not like she was abandoned by her tribe or anything like they fought until the, they couldn't fight anymore right so yeah it does make me sad because it's like yeah either like they all died and she was the last one or like she just left and that was like you know an unintentional kind of negative plot hole that they left just because they didn't want to track that you know her like showing her like freeing the other ones and then oh well what happened to them they all split up why would they do that right and like obviously it wouldn't lend into the narrative of her like you know being like this lone person and whatnot Mm -hmm. i mean she was
3: the last one that they got so it's possible that she was also i guess but But they they showed showed her in the prison but but i was assuming that she just left them because there were scenes
2: of her in the prison where you could see other people in those like cages but then when she broke out they didn't show any other people so I'm like, yeah. I guess there's a chance. But she still seemed relatively young. Like her hair was still really dark. She still was like,
0: yeah. you know? Yeah. No, I just, I right, chalked it up right. to just like unfortunate production choices that yeah. Yeah, leave fan like the fans who notice it are going to extrapolate.
3: Right. I mean, she, because she had at that point, it had been years, yes. she said, mm-hmm. and she basically had started to view all other living beings just as, Sacks of water. You know, like sacks of yeah. water, you know, and even even just with all the all the metaphors they were leaning very heavily on with things like, you know, when Qatar was like, oh, it's a shame about the lilies. And like Hama's just like, eh, it doesn't yeah. matter all this life, all this beauty, like they're just sources. They're not she doesn't care about uh, sacrifices or like, yeah,
0: she had literally been like, these are my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, nothing ties her to, like, this world except revenge.
1: Yeah. Yo, I really thought that Hama was out here being like, I'm Nini, the girl from, like, Katara's story. <laughs> <laughs> what? I really thought that that's where that this was is going. But,
2: yeah. <laughs> it went even darker, I don't think I've ever.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've never seen this episode, so I wasn't sure where it was going. Uh-huh. Um, but I did know something was up with Hama. And then the moment, like, she extracted the water from the fire lilies, I was like, oh, this is a bloodbending episode. Got it. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That needed to come up somehow. Mm hmm. Anyway,
0: and I feel like they they did that thing again where like they started like they set it up really nicely in that previous episode where Katara used her sweat, mm-hmm. um, and I you know even uh, I mean, yeah. and they reference it in this episode and she references the vine benders and whatnot too, mm-hmm. right, um, right, yeah, and even um, in the art book it says that in the series bible they wrote that the highest level of water bending was the ability to control the water in another person's body to move them like a puppet. It wasn't until this episode that the writers found the perfect opportunity to explore this dark side of waterbending, which they called bloodbending. Uh, And then they said, After having so many villains from the Fire Nation, it was fun to change it up and have one from the Water Tribe. The fact that Hama was once friends with Katara's grandmother, Kana, illustrated a core philosophy of the series. People aren't good or evil, but are either in balance or out of balance. Mm. Mm. And that makes me sad too because i'm like yeah bitch because she's like traumatized i was like she, she was, was basically yeah.
2: like tortured
0: yeah and even like the phrasing you know she when yeah. she's like i was stolen from my home you know mm-hmm. not for nothing that made me think about how like kind of recently the language around talking about enslaved people has changed where you know we used to call them slaves and then you know more educated people were just like we shouldn't refer to them as this thing that they didn't consent to being, which is why you change it to like enslaved people or enslaved mm-hmm. person. And like that, you know, that's one of those things where I understand like at first blush that people are like, I don't understand the difference. And it's just like, there's a difference.
2: Right. And it's mm-hmm. like just
0: her saying that like I was stolen from my home just like made me mm-hmm. so sad. Yeah because I think a lot of this episode too is like, you know, the core of it's about consent Mm -hmm. and like bodily autonomy and whatnot. And I feel like as women in America, we're very familiar with that. Uh Uh, Yes, (laughs) Making it political. (laughs) Deal with it. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say. (laughs) I'm not going to go in more deep. Uh, Uh.
2: But I do think that's what's like the most unsettling about like bloodbending. Because like, it is kind of amazing that she was able to, developed the technique on her own but like because it's like you're taking away someone else's bodily autonomy like that's what's like dark about it yeah I feel like you know I don't I don't know like I have mixed feelings about it where I'm like I feel like you could use it and like I don't want because I have a weird thing with saying like any type of bending is like inherently evil Mm -hmm. but I'm like I don't know, it's still creepy. It's just creepy.
3: I mean, it's like when she was talking to Katara at the end, Katara said, well, I don't think I want that kind of power. And she was like, whether you want it or not is irrelevant. You have it.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So
3: now you like, then it becomes a choice of like, what do you do with it? Like, do you use it at all? Do you have like a complete hard line? Never use it. Are there certain circumstances? Like, could you use bloodbending to keep someone still during an operation like would you if someone like consents to it ahead of time for some reason like is it still completely overriding their bodily autonomy this is not along the same veins but can Katara make her periods better because you know that <laughs> well what a gift huh
0: <laughs> I feel like we're all actually anyway, trying to think about how it work. Like, yeah. <laughs> the, the, yeah
1: yeah like logistically what would that even look like and then it's like, oh, I don't know enough about biology how, that, how like, it actually works. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. I feel like blood bending could then, because like water bending, there's a lot, like you know, has the whole subset of healing. So I feel like you could kind of combine them. You
0: can use healing on yourself. Yeah, I assume you can, but we've I don't think we've ever like seen a character with healing abilities like use it on themselves. Or no, Katara I mean, heals she her hands. hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I forgot. So, like, I guess she could probably, yeah, like, maybe a combination of the two.
2: Yeah. Like, I feel like there are applications of bloodbending that could not be harmful inherently to another person. But, like, to use it, I don't know. Unlike, the issue is that she's doing it to, like, quote-unquote innocent people.
0: Yeah. I mean... Guilty by association. No, okay, I'm sorry. Guilty by <laughs>
2: guilty by association. Those colonizers.
0: Uh, yeah, but I do like what Nicole was saying too, where it's like Hama's goal was to make Katara aware of this thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, well, cool. Like now you can never unsee it. You can never forget that you have this ability. Right. So if you're ever in a position... Like, are you going to not use your full potential and not use it and possibly endanger your friends and family and yourself? Like, mm. no, bitch. Like, you have to use it if you can, if you're in, if you ever in a spot, you know? Right.
3: Hama actually specifically said, you need to use this power to end the war.
0: Yeah. Which made
3: me think about Katara just, like, destroying Ozai. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's true. If, if she had had that power when she fought Zuko during the full moon in, in Season 1, she'd have fucking wrecked him. And that was the whole thing, was that, like, Qatar, you know, all the waterbenders were powered up during that fight. And mm-hmm. then as soon as the, you know, the sun went up and, you know, what was Zuko's dramatic, like, you, you rise, rise with, with the, the moon, moon. And you rise with the sun that he said to
2: no one, <laughs> no one was around to even <laughs> nobody, hear it. Nobody was around. He said it's a Momo.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's like, if she could bloodbend, then she would have just, be I mean, again. Yeah. And that's one of those things where like that, I would argue was definitely a, a fight that, even, you know, whatever morals she has about it, it, it would have been irresponsible to not use it, mm-hmm. um, considering, like, the fucking spirit was murdered and everything.
3: Yeah. And this is interesting we're talking about this because, um, I mean, just in terms of Katara's character, too, she has very consistently been... do I don't know if it's, Like, this is actually, I think, a very common trope for heroine-type characters, Uh, especially nowadays where they have this very headstrong very strong sense of what's right and wrong and that doesn't necessarily align with what the laws are or what other people have it even sort of like i went on a weird like spiral where i was like you know it's sort of like the eighth virtue of the bushido code is kind of like this where they're like you should behave according to this absolute moral standard that transcends logic Like, what's right is right, what's wrong is wrong. The difference between good and bad and right and wrong are givens, and they're not arguments subject to discussion or justification. Like, (laughs) Mm. and that's always been Katara's thing. Like, Sokka kind of makes arguments, and Katara's like, well, this is that. And she has this Mm -hmm. code where she's like, What's right is helping people. And what's wrong is not only harming people, but also inaction when you have even the slightest ability to help. That was her whole thing with the Painted Lady and with that, you know, the prison way back in season one, even. Mm -hmm. So Hama now is making this argument to her where she's like, You have this ability, you have a responsibility to use it to end the war, to end all this stuff. You know that these are the wrong people that they have harmed us, that they have stolen our entire heritage and culture, mm-hmm. which is also something Katara's been struggling with since the very beginning of the show, with her scrambling to gain any sense of that, being the, like, you know, Aang is the last airbender, Katara's the last southern waterbender,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and that culture was, her culture was stripped away from her two generations before she was even born. so She's just always been, like, clawing for anything. She there's a reason she was so desperate to steal that scroll from the pirates and yeah. stuff. And that she was jumping up the opportunity to finally learn southern techniques from Hama when she never thought she would have that. And then Hama yeah. didn't even teach her southern techniques. She just taught her like bloodbending, which she taught herself in the <laughs> Yeah.
0: She
2: just yeah, taught yeah. her how to pull water out of like literally
3: everywhere. Mm-hmm.
0: Which is not unhelpful, but like no. yeah. It's it's not like the cultural grounded stuff that I'm sure Katara also wanted to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: it's 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 helpful. It's but it's all stuff that she figured out for herself. She was like, I'm going to teach you how to cover, continue the southern tradition, but it was all just stuff she taught herself in the prison. She
0: literally made a comment to guitar where it's like, "Oh yeah, it's easy to water bend when you're in the southern water tribe because it's ice and water, but it's like the challenge is when you're not there and it's just like not unimportant obviously."
3: Right. As a as a fun fact by the way, this is not uh plot relevant. But when she drew water out of the air, Mm -hmm. obviously because, you know, it's just like the water vapor in the air. Air is made up of like, you know, water vapor makes up like one to 3% of air at all times. Um, Mm -hmm. There is actually technology that like, material scientists are working on to be able to do that to help uh, get water to like really dry places and stuff like that like wild. yeah scientists in like jobs hopkins and at the university of california in berkeley they're working with these things called uh metal organic frameworks where they basically it absorbs air and stuff in humidity the humidity in like cool air and then they bring it to a dry air place and they sort of heat it and they release the water that way oh. they've been doing tests in like uh the uh mojave desert and stuff like that just that's a fun wild. fact that i
0: yeah that makes me wonder like i wonder how like that like negatively impacts stuff like i don't know i just like everything like that's good is also like there's always secretly like bad stuff tied with it too right. i'm like what's the catch i'll say what is this like full metal yeah. alchemist like yeah <laughs> <laughs>
3: equivalent exchange
0: oh my god no it was more just like yeah like did with that long-term like mess up like, that place? or right. if I they're know. taking
3: moisture out of the air in order to harvest the water from the air for these, you know, these dry towns and places, does mm-hmm. that mess up then the, over time, like, the long term of rain and stuff like that mm-hmm. in other locations that that might yeah, go to? Yeah, because, like,
0: I mean, Hama alone was, like, fucking up that whole forest, which, like, yeah. I was down for, but, like, she was just, like, popping trees. Like, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god she did not give a fuck Mm -hmm. like she's just like i'll spare in war and like when your people have been genocided and i was like i can't argue with her i don't know
3: it was really interesting to doing that having that epic battle with qatar where they were both just drawing water from just the forest yeah where i was thinking about how one of the fire nation's greatest strengths is that they can just make fire?
0: Yeah, they generate. Whereas mm-hmm. waterbenders and
3: earthbenders kind of need water and earth around mm-hmm. them to bend. Yeah. So I was like, "Wow, they're like turning the tables on them here, leveling the playing field." Right? Yeah, and
0: it's like airbenders could be fucking deadly if they were not so goddamn peaceful. That's yep. why they
3: killed them right away.
0: I know. that makes me sad. I'm just like, y'all could have just murdered people instantly. And we do get to see that in Korra, but, you know.
3: Oh my god. I guess
2: it's like when someone gets the airbending without all of the, like, cultural
3: yeah. hang up.
0: All of that philosophy. Just you know, I'm pretty sure that
3: that's even, that might even be the reason that the airbenders, like, lean so heavily into that culture of peace that they... Some of them early on were aware of what they could do and they were like, okay, we need to we need to do something.
0: I feel like, but you know what? <laughs> not for nothing, that's exactly what Hama was trying to prevent where like Hama's just like, here is the most deadly technique in our people have. If you are ever backed into a corner, like you go through them. And mm-hmm. like, that's what the Air Nomads did not do. The Air Nomads could have, you know, did the circle ball around the head pulled all the oxygen out of everybody's lungs? Instant kill? Like, relatively painless death, I imagine. I mean, okay, not, now that Incore, I think about Inquiry, it looks pretty painful. He like- could do it faster, I bet. <laughs> he wanted her to suffer. Suffocation's,
2: like, not great. <laughs>
0: But um. like, I mean, like inst- instant, instant kill. You could probably, I'm sure, an airbender. You could like expand the lungs and explode well, them. I
2: kill. feel like there's almost an implication that like back when we saw Monkey Azo's skeleton way back mm-hmm. in season one, yeah. he was surrounded by firebenders, but there was like no indication that he had been like burnt. burnt like his, yeah. clo- like everything was kind of like. Yeah. clean you think he just sucked all the air out of the room maybe he sucked all the air out of the room so it's like kind of mm-hmm. like you know maybe when they are backed into a corner for like self-defense they will do those things but then don't you know? take
0: yourself out with them jesus well i know he's like a monk and all that stuff but like
2: I, I can't tell you what he was thinking because we will never know
0: but that's the difference though it's like hama her people are still alive barely mm-hmm. you know again now there's two southern waterbenders left mm-hmm and, like, that's one more than there are
3: air nomads. Right. And it was, like, Saka yeah. asked, he was, like, well, why did you ever come back once you escaped? Why didn't you come back to the Southern Water Tribe? Yeah. and She never, she didn't really answer him. She was, yes. like, oh. It was because yeah. she was busy getting revenge on people.
0: But it's also, like, she doesn't have papers. She, like, if she tried to get passage anywhere, she'd have to, like, illegally smuggle around. I mean, she
2: did pretty good job, like, setting herself up in this yeah, town right. so i feel like the amount of time that's the, uh, the that going back to like what we were saying before like how long has she been doing this so like she was still kind of relatively young when she got out of the prison so like i just want to know what the
3: timeline was like did she travel around that's for a stephanie's while?
0: big beef with this season
3: i feel like she oh. must have traveled <laughs> yes, the, 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 the implication is that she's only been doing this in this town for a little while like maybe a few years at most mm. like and maybe she was somewhere else that's Before true that. yeah because didn't some uh, you know what i'm
1: i'm not sure anymore but i thought someone said something to the effect that in the last year people have been disappearing so what the fuck was she doing prior to that she set up a fucking inn that's all the am you just do right?
2: i feel like she probably could have found she could have found a way to at least get out of the fire nation you know yeah, like to right. go like go to a colony and then from there like get herself into the Earth kingdom and then you know like there were I feel like there were other options like I mean again we said we like we get it we get why she did what she did
3: but yeah. like and I there don't know. might be like if she thinks she's the last one then there's not much point going back looking for any future waterbenders necessarily. Maybe but not even
2: that. that, just go back to your people. Like, it's not yeah. like her own, it's not like she only has the other waterbenders are her people. Like, the whole water tribe is her people.
3: I, yeah. I meant, um, <laughs> I didn't mean that <laughs> in that way. <clears throat> yeah, I figured you didn't, but. I meant like she might be thinking if she's the last Southern Waterbender, she has a responsibility to sort of do what she everything she can now, like to get to Mm. to fight against the Fire Nation in the last ways that she can, as opposed Mm -hmm. to just going home. Also, there's probably an element of the mental health involved, where like, do you want to necessarily? go home after all this stuff has happened to you, it's weird, it's, like, it's not gonna be the same, like, that kind mm-hmm. of thing.
0: It would have been interesting if, like, she had this, like, narrative where she moved from town to town and, like, took out all of the military people, and, like, you know, then it would make a little bit more sense that she stayed, and, like, it's, like, her her revenge mm-hmm. right. kind of thing. But, yeah, they kind of gloss over it. And I get, like, I don't know, maybe they just didn't... Not that they didn't think of something, but I feel like nothing... Not that nothing's interesting. I don't know. I feel like it's just like, they just like kind of glossed over it or whatever.
1: Mm. Yeah. I feel like it, yeah, you're right. It would have been cool if there was some sort of lore as they were traveling that people are disappearing and that, you know, it's rumored to be like a, a phantom or something like that. Mm -hmm. But it seemed like Like, very quick. uh I think
2: that would have been cool. Like some sort of like vengeful moon spirit, like attacking like military people and like nobles on the full moon.
0: Right. Yeah. Not for nothing like she talks this big game, but then like she's just been like terrorizing this random no-name town. Right. <laughs> At exactly. the same time I'm not here to tell somebody how to process their shit. Um hmm. And like maybe she was more like that to be fair it's like yeah maybe she was like more of a vigilante type when she was younger and then she mm. like settled on this town and she's like eh I'm still gonna fuck with them and it's like respect <laughs> you know like she's like time to retire
3: I'm gonna go set up an inn in some little town somewhere with pretty flowers this has
0: a cave I'll take it like <laughs> so funny <laughs> can set up my my cave prison oh, can't wait oh. <laughs> hashtag girl boss <laughs>
1: This was so funny. It was just, like, the dramatic flair of it all, too. Oh, there are God. ways that Hama could have easily just been like, hey, there's a thing that we can do. Yeah. But she went really out of her way to, like, build up this whole thing leading up to the full moon and, like, dramatizing Katara in the process when you could have just been like, hey, by the way, you can do this and you should use it only when, like, we're <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. Even, like, at the beginning when she first finds them, she, like, tells them the rumor about herself. (laughs) Yeah. And it's some, like, drama school level, like... But like, that was so funny. She just like is warning them about her own goddamn like pyramid scheme. Like,
2: I saw someone on Reddit was like, it's very Scooby Doo esque.
1: Yeah, like,
0: yeah. <laughs> you get like those vibes. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. that's true. Scooby Doo, it's always like the first character they meet.
1: Yeah, and there's so many oh. gags with like the the hidden doors and then the freaking comb inside the locked box, like the in the center of the anime old- thing <laughs> the in the room.
3: <laughs> By the way, I have a bone to pick with Sokka picking that lock with his sword. Yeah. What the hell was that? That was disrespectful. Oh my, oh my God. God.
1: Also, Guitar so was
3: right
2: where he's like, why has she got all these doors locked? She's like, maybe because she doesn't want people going through her fucking shit. And I'm like, yeah. honestly, though.
0: But it's like, bitch, have more stuff in there. Like, God damn it. Just, like, that was yeah. so like, extra. That was. Could you imagine? Like, she's like. She consciously put that comb in that box, locked the box, then set it on the floor, perfectly in view from the keyhole. (laughs) Like it's so funny. Per, not even, like, on a table on the side, like, I, In the middle the of the room
3: where, like, beams of light coming through the window I'm would dead. land perfectly that on really it.
0: really is
1: very Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny.
3: Oh, Also,
0: man. the one, th- I didn't see, I, like, bumped on that in, like, this, like, jokey way, but the- I did, like, legit bump on, like, the closet of puppets. Oh.
2: <laughs> it was so I had stupid. a moment.
0: I was like, does she, like, trap their souls in puppets?
3: And then I'm like, that, that was the thing. people that she's killed. I thought that yeah. too. <laughs> she took them and killed them and made puppets.
2: Them. I took it where I was like she probably was like haha this is so on the nose for what I do I need to start collecting puppets <laughs> villain?
1: and I would have gotten away with it too
0: honestly and they didn't even like acknowledge it or follow up on it like it just happened she even was like I did get away with it
2: though I did what I wanted to do <laughs> which was yeah. on the power which
0: yeah. she also
2: was like Katara you're a bloodbender in front of like she, the yeah,
0: she's like out in Katara, like this whole episode, yeah, what we were saying before about like the discrepancy, the, not discrepancy, the, this, what's the word? Discretion, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that she's like, you're a bloodbender, like none of the townspeople even like blinked. I mean, they were all like probably half starved and everything, but still. Yeah.
2: I for wonder true. if also they were probably just like really thankful for them. to yeah. have Yeah, I was thinking, did. I was
3: like, maybe this is kind of like the Painted Lady where they're like, okay, we're not stupid. These are earthbenders and waterbenders. <laughs> but we're just gonna, you know. We're gonna let it go. We're gonna let it go.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. But yeah, the, it was so dramatic.
3: Yeah. Being in the Fire Nation has infected her. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. Oh, so funny. I like forgot how creepy this episode started too, though. Like when mm-hmm. Toph could hear people screaming. I was like, and then it stopped. Like I had a moment of like, did she just like kill a bunch of people? Like...
3: I mean, if she was, she was like listening to them from before that. So when Toph said that, yeah. who knows? I guess she couldn't have just bloodbended them right then and there to like shut up. But <laughs> but it wasn't the full moon yet because it wasn't the yeah, full moon. Yeah, she had
0: like, she had like must have just come from the cave and like quieted them. And then like she showed and then she mm-hmm. just like saw them there. And it's just like, yeah. oh, it's so creepy. Like, it's interesting because I feel like Nickelodeon, whenever they do like whenever they show, you know, on Halloween, I feel like the episode they always go to first is The Swamp and I'm like this one's kind of more of a horror Yeah like, feel Yeah mm-hmm. feel than than The Swamp even Yeah
2: I feel like they even this aired in November like mm-hmm. the early November yeah, for time. me this
0: this feels like the closest like thing to like a Halloween episode they could get that is like still culturally relevant to like the world of the show. Mhm. I'm sure if they really I mean I'm glad they did it, you know, it's like every show has like Halloween episodes and I'm like they could have had some tradition somewhere, but I like I'm glad they didn't do shit like that. No.
2: They were trying to tell a the story. They didn't have time for that like no. BS. It
0: was like side quests, Christmas <laughs> special, like you no. Know. Yeah. I really like this episode. It just makes me sad. Yeah. Cuz it's just like no, I know we said it. I'm just like she shouldn't have gone to jail. I don't right.
2: know. Right. Like it's like that they chose to do this with her character is kind of like, mm, you know, mixed feelings. When I watched the episode the first time, I actually watched it last weekend. I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, this is going to be an interesting discussion." Because there's just like a lot going on.
0: It made me wonder too, like when she—I wonder when she realized that they were Water Tribe. Like I don't like, did she look at them right away and was just like had them pegged, or like was it later? And I think like, it doesn't matter. Or not, Again, they like, were oh, I
3: loudly talking about being from the Southern Water. Oh
0: tribe. yes, I'm sorry. Yes, that was literally. <laughs> she literally calls them out
3: on that too. They were like, "How did you know we were from the Southern Water Tribe?" And she was like, "I heard you talking in the woods."
0: <laughs> oh my god, you're right. I forgot <laughs> these fucking kids. What do you think she would have done
1: if they had not spoken about it?
2: She must have just wanted to capture them too, right? Probably, I guess she probably would have been like, "Oh, too bad, it's not the full moon," and would have had to just let well, them go. Well, Then she invites
3: them to her inn, Yeah, and but she, she knew who
2: they them, were like, the next night. But would be she...
0: saying if she didn't know,
2: if she didn't know, she might have just been like, "Eh," and let them go, right. and just tried to capture someone from the town the next, you know, when right. the full oh, moon. Yeah. I was assuming that if
3: she didn't know, she would be like, "This is perfect. I'll just capture them tomorrow." <laughs>
0: like, yeah,
3: I'll just keep them nearby.
1: <laughs> They're just hanging out in the forest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh my
3: god. I don't know. I was never down for Um, scary stories. like, maybe that's why she opened it so she could get victims that way too. People come to stay in the inn, travelers and stuff. Yeah. I like wrote
2: that down during the beginning scenes. I was like, I've literally never done this whole like tell scary stories in a circle thing, and I I have no interest in ever doing it. (laughs) No, are
1: you afraid of the dark? Like this is a no. I turned that shit off immediately.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I remember they like played it on VHS at school one time in the library, and I Uh like went. I like asked to go sit in like the corner and read. Mm-hmm. Oh are God. you afraid of the dark? Like there's one episode in particular that like gave me permanent nightmares. And it's like, there's like a dead kid in the pool that like, Oh my God. It's like fucking scary. He like tries to like murder people and it's like a corpse. <gasps> oh, it's I've like, these, if you one. look up, it's like this episode traumatized so many people. If you look up like, which is the scariest episode of, are you afraid of the dark? It's going to be the pool. Episode. Oh my
2: God. I never really watched it because I was a weenie. I yeah, I didn't Same. either.
0: But my neighbors, grandkids would come over a lot. And they were a little bit older than us. So like, mm-hmm. they were really into like Ren and Stimpy and like kind of edgier stuff. And like, you know, we we had to like, keep up with them because we wanted them to think we were cool, too. Yeah, so, like, you'd be like, yeah, I watched that. And then we'd watch it. And I'd be like, this was a mistake. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, i only um, ever seen a few episodes of that for the same reason. I didn't want to watch them, but then, yeah. you know, kids and stuff. Yeah. I think there was one time that played at school too. I remember mm-hmm. there was like a lot, a, like a, a library. There was a bouncy, a kid with a bouncy ball in the library, and the librarian was all like, no noise in the library. And she would like steal all the noise. Oh my god! Oh my god!
0: Yeah, those were and there was like R.L.'s, like the goosebumps. Yeah, goosebumps. there was a TV show that was creepy. Yeah, I remember group. that. <laughs> I couldn't
1: yeah. even look at the book covers. That's how much of a scary cat I was. Like the book, book avoid yeah. yeah. the goosebump area. Oh my god!
3: I read a goosebump yeah. book once. It was terrifying. There was like a camera. Like you took a picture of someone with the Polaroid camera, and then the picture would show them dead. <gasps> and then like the way, and that would be the way they die. Oh my! Like, oh my god! god. No. A few days later or something, they would die in exactly the same way they would show in the photo. I'm not about it.
0: See, this is like, I remember in like seventh grade, again, it was like, yeah, going to a sleepover and like everyone like, oh, like watching The Ring because that was the new movie that like, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. as soon as you like don't, it's not allowed for kids, they're going to manage to get a copy of it. Of course. And like whatever parents let them rent it or whatever, you know, and like we watched it. And I remember I like I gave up and then I went and hid and I played in the closet with like their little sister or something.
3: Oh,
2: my God.
0: I don't get joy out of that stuff anymore. I used to try. I tried to hide behind
3: (laughs) like a a little uh, connect ball or something, like switch it up so that I couldn't see the screen. And then the kids held my eyes open. So I had to look at it.
0: Oh God. Kids are the worst.
1: They really are. When I was in first grade, I feel like this is less of a scary story, but it's more of like a disgusting story, but I have vivid Uh memories of this. It was roughly around Halloween. So I guess they had um, kid friendly, scary stories. I don't remember what type of book it was, but it was illustrated And it was Mm -hmm. just about, and you guys might know this, it was about, like, this child that went to sleep, and then they had, like, some sort of mark on their face, and then the mark kept on progressively getting larger until one day the mark burst, and (laughs) millions of spiders spiders out of their face.
0: That was definitely, like, Edward Gorey's, like, the Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. That's that recently got, adap- it, it got adapted into a film that is, like, not kid-friendly. Um, but, yeah, there were, like, these, it was, like, another one of those, like, it was a horror anthology for kids. And Jesus it's just, Christ. like, I feel like there's, like, just, like, that level, there's, like, that lack of understanding when you're a kid yeah. that, like, you don't like understand the weight of the situation. I feel like we we like as friends we just talk about this stuff a lot where it's like a lot of stuff we like as kids, like even like Nicole and I will talk about Digimon a lot where we'll be like, we love that show and all the different seasons, but when you like watch it through the lenses of an adult, you're just like a lot of fucked up shit happened to those kids. Like Yeah. And that's I mean that's what we're doing with this show too, but we're just like super fucked up the more you think about it and understand, like, the weight of, like, choices and, and consequences and, and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Oh, my It's like, I feel like with horror, there's, like, a whole other level to that. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
2: You're like, when you're a kid, you don't think about it, like, too deeply. It's yeah. just like, ooh, that's gross. But then when you're an adult, you're like, ooh. Yeah, exactly. Traumatized for life. Legit.
1: I feel
0: like it sucks because like you don't know what's gonna fuck you up when you're a kid. Like it's not until you're like 30 and you're like, yup, still vividly remember that. Yeah, there's
2: (laughs) definitely movies like I saw too young. I feel like once we talked about this that you were like Attack from Mars or whatever, like well, I couldn't remember the name of the movie. That movie fucked me up. I never should have seen it, but I it was on the TV and I did, and I was like, I couldn't unsee. Yeah. any of the, the like visuals from that movie yeah. oh Damn. yeah
0: and that's not even like oh it's supposed to be I remember no. my dad's defense was like it's a comedy it's like a black comedy and like my like this eight-year-old brain doesn't give a fuck about the intention yeah, no. of the filmmaker <laughs> <laughs> like oh you know what dad thanks for reframing that I'll be better now <laughs>
3: like, I mean oh. I was traumatized by like a train safety video so <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, like, when when we were in
2: high yeah. school and we had to watch all those, like, anti-drunk driving things. Oh, yeah. Horribly traumatized. I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't need to see this, like
0: and like for me I, I feel like not like there's a whole other set of horrific trauma you go through when you're raised catholic like <laughs> <laughs> like all like the bible shit you learn about where you're like this guy was awesome his entire life and then he made one mistake and then he his eyes got gouged out and he was crucified upside down and you're like i'm never having sex you know like, <laughs> it's just like you just got fucked up forever <laughs> it's kind of like
2: when you read like the original fairy tales sometimes too we're mm. like oh wow this is actually super disgusting like cinderella's stepsisters like cutting off parts of their feet so that they fit in oh, the yeah. shoe and like their eyes getting pecked out oh, yeah the little God. mermaid turning into foam like yeah well that one's less gruesome that one's well, just like feet, oh actually we burning stabbed. the entire oh, yeah time. that's like, true oh but, yeah
3: like, iron shoes yeah,
2: yeah they said it felt like she was being stabbed in the foot every yeah. time she took a step i read I a I really interesting
0: I read an interesting paper about that, about how, I mean, there's like plenty of criticism to to throw at Disney for sure, mm-hmm. but like kind of one of the more like subtle ones is how they kind of like sanitized all of those fairy tales mm-hmm. in like the collective like pop culture and how like, you know, like those t- tales were usually so gruesome because they were cautionary tales for kids. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of those like cautions aren't necessarily needed anymore. I mean, they are, but like in different <laughs> contexts, right. I guess.
2: You, you don't need to tell a story about how like kids got mutilated to tell kids not to do things anymore. But yeah. like past yeah. that.
0: <laughs> yeah but like yeah but it was like interesting where it's like they kind of rewrote this like cultural heritage i mean that you know that's what they do i don't know you know yeah um i mean yeah
2: But like
0: you don't you don't necessarily think of that of like those stories as like cultural artifacts i guess too because mm. they're so universal but it's right. like yeah, yeah yeah a lot of them were like you know german and dutch and whatnot and it's like they have culture too as much as i pretend they don't <clears throat> i'm like i can say that because i'm half german <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, no Jen it's Americans who don't have culture
0: Mm.
2: everyone else has culture we don't
0: I was like does England though or do they just steal things from everybody else that's a good
2: question actually
0: because that was, again, like I went to the Met this weekend and that was like, it was literally like, I, I was saying to them before, it was literally half of the exhibit was like Bible fan art. And then the other half was just like, but where is this really from? Kind of thing. <laughs> what do they do
1: with like those tapestries of unicorns and mythical dragons and stuff like that? You know, we talked about dragons that had wings and I was like, what the fuck?
0: <laughs> 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 the from Dragons have wings? <laughs> Yeah. Oh Oh, man, all that stuff is crazy too. Where it's like the kind of like stories that like are really similar in a lot of different cultures. Mm -hmm. It's like everybody's got a dragon in some capacity.
3: (laughs) Yeah. It's like some dragons are better
0: than others, let's be real. But
3: yeah. yeah. (laughs) Telling scary stories around a campfire. Uh it really (laughs) like that was so funny. Even though I was again, this is another one of those dumb things that I bumped on where I was like, they were just making the kids telling stories around Campfire's joke with Sokka's original story mm-hmm. where he was just it was just like this is a version of that story that every single kid has heard at some point. Like even I heard that that version like in the in the Girl Scouts, like in the brownies or something. Where the, the hallway, he came down the hallway and that's when they realized, you know? Yeah. And I loved to, by the way that he did his own sound effects for that. That was funny. <laughs> but I was like, Sokka, you live in tents. Like <laughs> What hallway?
0: That's what so hallway? funny. I Oh my god, you're right. What hallway? Oh my god. Do you even know what a hallway is? I mean, now I guess you do. But like, yeah, it's like the first time you were in a building big enough to have a hallway was like, a, like within this year.
2: Oh my god.
0: It's also like when you're camping and you are like in an arguably far more vulnerable situation that it, that's when you decide to like, scare the Tell shit out of stories. yourself yeah like oh my god I why is that
2: I just loved um also the transition when Sock was like Momo I don't think I'd be able to go to sleep and then he's drooling <laughs> on the pillow and then That's he's on mood. the floor
0: yes. <laughs> yeah that was really funny I like that Momo stayed with him too yeah that
3: was yeah. cute, that was oh, cute. Yeah. I got I got kind of annoyed actually the next morning when like he woke up and Hama is standing over him mm. I was like bitch why are you in his room <laughs> Why'd you go into his room while he's sleeping without his consent? That's why Sokka <laughs> felt like
0: he could go into her room. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it would have been far weirder if Katara wasn't there. Oh, yes. yeah.
3: 100%. I was like, it's one thing when your sibling goes into your room without your consent while you're sleeping.
0: Because <laughs> that's what siblings like do.
3: old
2: lady you don't fucking know. Who's
0: the old lady? <laughs> yeah. Um, Sidebar- I know his voice changes because the actor was a kid. I felt like this was the first time I kind of clocked Aang's. Oh my God, me too. Changing. Mm. Yeah. And like his voice actor was one of the few kid actors on this show. And like Mm -hmm. his voice did change during the the series. Yeah. Um, But this is the first time I was like, oh, it's like it's happening. (laughs) Like.
3: at the end when katara like froze him to the tree and stuff and he was she was like sorry Aang! and he was like it's okay i was like man your voice is changing kid
0: yeah
1: <laughs> okay i didn't notice up i didn't i didn't think about it i was like oh fuck yeah the the dude's going through puberty the
0: the rest of the gang are right. all adults actually i think i think the kid who played Aang is like the only kid like mm-hmm. in the primary cast on the show yeah yeah It's yeah. like dante bosco was an adult jack DeSana wasn't an- Like, he wasn't an an adult, I don't think, quite that... Yeah, he had been, like, like, famous from, like, all that and stuff.
2: Like, beyond Um, the point of your voice changing. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I
2: guess there's also... Yeah, I feel like girls' voices don't change as much. Or do they? I don't know.
0: Uh, Did yours just not? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) I don't know.
2: I don't know now. I'm thinking about it. I have no idea. It does. It must. But I feel like at least it has to. Because you get taller, so then your, like, vocal cords get longer. So... Right. Yeah.
0: I feel like everyone's voice gets a little deeper. I feel like it's yeah. like not the same with girls as it is right. with boys. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're being super like heteronormative here, but here I mean, are. maybe it's yeah. just
3: you know everyone's voices changes from when they're children to when they're adults. So yeah. I think the idea is just maybe that the boys especially seem to go through it more rapidly, mm. and therefore and it's, it's a more, a more like
2: drastic. And there's like yeah. that
0: whole
3: trope of like
2: when their voices crack and whatever.
0: Yeah. I think too, like his character, his actor was like that. I think that was just his voice. I don't think he, you know, like some voice actors, like, well, you know, they'll have a voice for a character, like Azula's voice actor, Greg Griffin, you know, she's like a very proficient voice actress. And like Mm -hmm. all of her characters, you can tell it's her, but if they still kind of have a certain like cadence and whatnot. Yeah. Where it's like, I'm pretty sure Aang's was just like, that's just how he talked normally. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's like Dante Bosco. I think that was kind of, that might've been the same deal. I like, or like, you know, maybe like amped up a little bit, you know, Jack DeSonda obviously probably had to like, just be a little goofier kind of thing. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I like was like, Oh, he's like growing up. So weird. <laughs> I think he that actor I remember seeing he's actually like kind of from around here. Well he's he's in Stamford, uh, Stanford, Connecticut, which is I used to live there. Hmm. Huh. So that's exciting. Close
1: by. For any of the new um any of the new Avatar Studio stuff, they're gonna have to find a new person if they're ever doing anything in this era now. Oh
0: yeah, with them as kids. Yeah. That'd be so funny. Huh. It'd be cool if they brought him back to voice like Aang at like Yeah, that would be cool. Mm. Right. That'd be awesome. Cause now it's like however old he he's probably like a couple years he must oh, be our I age? to say younger than us. Maybe he's our age. Let's just—I don't know why we're. I'm looking we're it up. I don't know why I'm, in my brain. I'm like, he's younger than us, but it's like, what do I know?
2: Uh, Zachary Tyler Ison. Eisen? I don't Eisen? To...
0: That's what I would guess. Yeah. Oh, I see it. He's uh, 1993. Mm. Younger. Like, he's a little yeah. younger than us, but like yeah. a, just like a couple. That's wild. That is wild
1: to think about. So we're within the same like four years of high school. Like we'd still coexist. Yeah. yeah like freshman senior kind yeah. of deal.
2: Um speaking of being old it made me think of like like old man ding made me laugh so much when he was like why do people call me old I'm not that old and then he couldn't like lift up the board and I was like, <laughs> like a plank of I like, is that literally not me where I'm like I'm not that old and then I like wake up and I'm like oh my neck hurts I must have slept wrong and I'm like oh actually.
0: tag yourself you're old man ding <laughs>
3: <laughs> actually though Oh my god. God, I'm like that like progressive insurance can't stop you from becoming your parents. Like
2: (laughs) (laughs) I love those. Those (laughs) commercials are so so good.
3: (laughs) Yesterday I spent so long trying to find my phone. Like I was like, I can't find it, Michael. It's lost. Can you call it? But I had all the ringers off. It was (laughs) terrible.
0: Oh man. I I mean I've been doing this for years though, where I'm like I like can't remember where my glasses are and then they're like on the top of my head Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And I'm just like, but yeah, yeah. All right, y'all. I don't know if anybody has anything else about this episode.
3: Not that it's I not could relevant, think of. but I thought it was amusing that like this is the one time that Katara is actually better at entertaining than Sokka. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they established that she's at terrible at it,
3: and then she was better than him at it this time. <laughs> she can yeah.
2: have fun. Oh my god, Sokka's better at jokes, and she's better at uh, scary stories. Wait, I have a
1: question about Old wow. Man Dane. So he saw Hama. No. No. He didn't
3: see Hama. Okay. He, he was sh- taken by the Moon Spirit. Moon Spirit. His body was being controlled to walk up and to the scene. Like I got mad
0: defensive.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That was so funny, too. Like, Toph doesn't know about UA. <laughs> like. <laughs> but oh man yeah he, yeah he got taken by Hama but he didn't see her he just felt his body moving on his out of his own okay, okay um and then yeah, the sun started to rise and he ran away so he thought it was the moon interessant
0: yes the only other thing like I'm not shitting on them about it but I like noticed a continuity error or I guess Miko did more than I even did um mm. where they showed like the bottoms of Toph's shoes
2: yeah um, I noticed that
0: and you know it's like it happens I'm not like Faulting them for it or whatever. It's just like he like clocked it, where he just was like, Oh, like they made a point of showing her kicking out Souls, the yeah. bottoms, but then like they mm-hmm. they didn't, we you know whatever. And it's like that, yeah, that shit just it just happens and like it's not a big deal. Right. <clears throat> All right then. Uh, if nobody's got anything else, there was no honor said, obviously, because nope. there was there was no oh, Zuzu, Zuzu Which is partly also why I love this episode so much. Um, <laughs> Uh, who was everyone's MVP and why was it Hama?
3: <laughs> it would just be disrespectful to have Zuzu in this episode, honestly.
0: I th- Abby's but. gonna be like, my MVP is Zuko because <laughs> I missed him. you like, I, I actually didn't. But actually, I did Hama was Jen. <laughs> actually
3: my MVP. Um,
0: Hama was mine too.
3: You, <laughs> you know, yeah. she. I went into the episode assuming it was gonna be Katara, and then when yeah. I actually watched it, I was like, you know, yeah. Hama. She she accomplished what she wanted to accomplish. Like, even the thing where it's like, oh, she like she gets caught at the end, but she's like, I don't care because I was at that point now. I'm old, I'm retiring. I have successfully passed this on. I'm good. Like,
0: <laughs> I also, like, I'm holding out a candle that she's like, bitch, I'll break out of whatever stupid shit you try to put me in next full moon. Like, I have um, to do delete- Does
3: she
1: need
0: to use yeah. her arms at all?
1: It, she must be so skilled enough that she can just do it, you know?
3: Yeah,
0: maybe she right. doesn't so
1: need you're to anymore. So, so yeah, I'm agreeing that she-
0: who knows.
3: I mean, we saw that Katara was able to sort of do stuff with while Hama was bloodbending her, like she was able to water, like just take control without needing to do movements. Yeah. So
1: mm. presumably, so you are right. They can. She can just escape and do whatever fuck she wants. She'd be able to do something. Yeah. Yeah,
0: but what were Steph and Abby? What were your who were yours?
1: I guess it is Hama. Like I'm, I wasn't really like I came in like I don't, I don't really know. <laughs>
0: yeah same
2: yeah. honestly but i i agree with what yeah. you guys are saying no one blew it out of the park for i feel me, like it makes to be honest sense. that's
0: how no. i feel <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i feel like that's fair because it's like like we said before it's like hama definitely could have used her potential in far more productive ways mm-hmm. than like this random and these town, scooby-doo gags
1: yeah. weren't doing
2: it either <laughs> the
0: trick house like
2: come on <laughs> oh all right
0: did anybody have a favorite Line or moment or both.
2: I guess for me, just like I thought Saka was very funny the whole episode, like the mm. whole line about like the moon. And then also when he was like, It's like my brain has a mind of its own. I was like, Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so just like basically anything he said this
1: episode. The water is wet. Fair. Mine was cabbage uh, with, with Appa. Cause I was like, This is fucking stupid. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if I wanna call it my favorite. But I did have a weird appreciation for their like children antics when they're poking around the house, where mm-hmm. it's like Sokka's like leading the charge, Toph is all in, Ang is kind of like I don't know guys, and Katara's like nagging them the whole time, but she still really wants to know, like she's not stopping him. Yeah, yeah. as soon
0: as that shit's open, like they're all right there. That's really funny. like she was like, no,
3: I'm leaving, and then they get, they're like, we got it, and she's like, oh my god, I want to see, like even Aang's little like I don't know guys, like when they're really like picking the lock, it made me think. Of this one time where that we were like in abandoned wrecked Holman Hall in the middle of the night for some reason. And we were talking about how, like, for every idiot Gryffindor with a foolhardy plan, they have a Hufflepuff friend that's just by their side fretting, but also not letting them do it alone. Like, <laughs> 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 so yeah, I was like, children, <laughs> this is so religious.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like mine was like, I don't know, like Hama said something along the lines of like, when you're in a strange land, you'll do what you can to survive. Mm -hmm. And like, I think that that is super relevant to like a lot of people nowadays, like not like, I mean, like refugees, I guess, too, but like immigrants and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, I know we were like debating about like, bitch, why did you stay? (laughs) Like, But like, (laughs) for whatever reason, she did. Yeah, Um, And like that, you know, it's still applicable.
3: It's like she turned herself into this years and years ago, and she never went back. Yeah. She didn't turn back into Hama of the Southern Water Tribe, like, simple Water Tribe citizen.
0: Yeah.
3: She remained the, uh, the creature she had become.
0: Yeah.
3: Oh, also, mm. we saw the Southern Water Tribe before raids in this episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we saw what it looked like. It didn't look like... An ice palace with canals, like the Northern Water Tribe. It looked like a cute little village with full of igloos. They had like one main yeah. igloo in the center that mm-hmm. presumably is like the chief hut or the city council or something.
0: The chief igloo.
3: We also got to see Grand uh, Grand. Yeah. Yeah, wearing her necklace. I wrote down she keep paku's necklace like is it a reminder of the northern water tribe and all that she's building her life in defiance of is she like reclaiming it she's planning to pass it down to her her daughter and then her daughter's daughter like in a sort of reminder of their history of defiance as women like
0: mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> you no know,
1: option number three is she's a hoarder and she can't let go of anything that she's ever owned and possessed <laughs> <laughs>
3: me <laughs> how did hama get that comb that's another question oh. Right?
0: Maybe it was like in her it's hair. It's not like
3: no. We they saw that we saw, we saw her in the prison though, right? Like she was just she was nothing but some red clothes that red prisoner clothes.
0: Maybe it was like like a pirate ship. Like she like they, it was like just she like stole looted. it from somewhere. It wasn't
3: her. She just she yeah. just got it somewhere later on in her travels yeah. while she was yeah. vigilanteing around the fire. Like maybe nation. in that
2: prison they had a bunch of stuff that they had taken off of the people that they captured. Mm. And oh. she just like grabbed something on her way out instead of a person.
3: Instead of helping the other people who were there, you just took a comb. Again, my brain filling in filling in a memory of a scene that wasn't there. It's just like, yeah. No, I know. They were weaklings. They had to, if they couldn't figure it out from themselves, then they deserved a rot. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> all right. I guess we're done, right? <laughs> yes,
2: <sorry. laughs> yes. On that incredibly pleasant note.
0: Well, I feel like that's like, that's all it is, though. It's like yeah. the episode ends so bittersweet. Because she's, Mm -hmm. like, a victim and a monster and, like, justified and not justified. And it's just, like...
2: Right. Mm -hmm. And now Katara has this horrible burden. Yeah. Yep.
0: So, gray zones. That's all that life is.
1: (laughs) Nothing's ever really
0: black and white. No. That's a myth. Bye! Bye! (laughs) Bye! This has been Podsing Say an Avatar The Last Airbender podcast. Join us next week where we will discuss Book 3, Chapter 9, Nightmares and Daydreams. If you haven't already, please leave a rating and subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting platform. Thank you all for listening and talk to you again soon. Bye!